Welcome back, boys and girls. Pick your poison podcast week 11. Coming off a week 10 that was pretty good for our teams, not so good for our picks. The Rebs uh, held off. Hugh Freeze was not allowed to come from behind against the Rebs after a 24-0 halftime victory. No happy ending for Coach Freeze. The Hogs, late touchdown to go up on State. Hold them off on a late field goal attempt that was nowhere close. Looks like a... Looked like Pullman's golf game. <laughs> yeah, just shanks all over the place. So the teams did well. However, our picks not so much. Pullman Profiteer was four and eight, giving out a UFC pick out of nowhere that lost minus three and a half units. You're truly Rebs Bagman. A seventeen on seventeen picks went nine and eight. That's pretty. Good. I started off seven and two and had a terrible night to end horribly, but still up a point two units. Not a loss there. Not a loss. Old Bert had his Georgia all over the place. Got a little too confident there with Georgia. Mm-hmm. Too many points against Missouri. Five and seven, but lost three and a half units with a little sprinkle too many on Georgia. A, a field goal at the end was they were just totally tr- just trying to cover there. Well, yeah, I wasn't able to watch that. What was the? How much time was left when they kicked that field goal? It was probably like what five or six minutes left. Like yeah, not much, right. and they they just kicked the field goal to cover the spread. Oh, Lord, and then rounding it out, we told you how this would go down. He takes a vacation after his one good week, goes down to the beach, does zero research. Boomer three and seven minus four and three units that puts him at thirty three and forty seven on the year at forty one percent minus nineteen point one units. I mean, do you? Do you even care about the the disciples, the followers, the fans? You know, I was, there, I was you're, you're leading them straight into losers. I was you're sitting on the beach, destro- losing them money left and right. I mean, do you have anything to say for yourself at this point? I'm, I've let this go for far too long, and I'm I mean, I'm pissed. But I mean, the the listeners have to be pissed. Well, well you know, I was sitting on the beach drinking one too many mai tais, yeah, smoking cigars, living large after a big week the week before. But you got me back with my full attention. Maybe that was a mistake last week taking a vacation. Maybe not. It, maybe it helped recharge me and get me ready for I the last, even heard last three weeks. You've not apologized. I need a, a freaking apology. This is a disgrace. But no apologies here. No apologies. Lord. Well, whatever, dude. I mean, take that for what it's worth, people. That's the kind of person you're dealing with. That's the kind of handicapper. That's why he's down 19 units on the year. So. But maybe are my picks the most valuable? Because if you faded all of them, you'd be up 20 units you, and be ooh, crushing everyone. Like maybe today. my opinion is the most important on the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we maybe we just have some, some listener out <laughs> some, there. Some that, bonds. <laughs> yeah, maybe we have some listener out there that's actually just the cream of the crop gambler murdering his bookie that's just taking all of the oppo of, of Boomer's picks. I did have a random man shake my hand on the streets the other day and said, thanks, Boomer. I, mean, don't, I didn't know what that was about, but maybe that's what listeners far and wide definitely yeah. definitely down at the beach in florida so last week not great we will bounce back this week though we will get right into our picks the 11 o'clock slate up first i heard that pullman he wants some of these picks so let's give him a call real quick you have an incoming call from washington state penitentiary inmate number 69420 would you like to accept yes Hello. Poor man. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Doing good. I guess you had a little too much toilet wine after the Braves World Series victory. Had a tough week last week going 4-8. and eight. What happened? Uh, yeah, I really didn't know where I was. Uh, sort of betting on money line boxing guys. So, you know, that that's really what the headspace I was in. But, you know, 
still above zero units on the year, and that's really what we can all ask for. Yeah, you're still up on the year, up on the year. Tough. It was a tough week for most of the pod last week, so we won't dwell on it too much. Got too much to focus on. Week 11, we will get right into the picks. First up, we got a Big 12 battle. I don't know if this is for, like, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is for, like, to be in first place in the <clears> Big 12. <throat> Oklahoma at Baylor in Waco. Baylor's a five-and-a-half-point home dog over under of 63. Pullman, do you trust Lincoln Riley here? Uh, no, I do not. I'm going to start going for my strategy when I don't know how to pick games. It's give me points with a better D-line. And that that does strategy doesn't always work out, but you're not going to lose more than 40% of your games. Um, give me this Baylor D-line. Give me uh, Dave Miranda. I, I just think that Oklahoma won't be able to match up. I, I know Oklahoma's getting some characters back in the uh, secondary, which might help. But honestly, I think Baylor's going to try and beat him with an old-school Big 12 method of run the ball, clock possession, make the other team make turnovers, make mistakes. And Oklahoma's been prone to do that all year, and that's the reason I like Baylor here. Yeah, I, 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 I like that pick here. I'm on Baylor as well. Baylor off a tough loss at TCU. I think they were kind of looking ahead to this Oklahoma matchup. D-line, you mentioned, they also like to run the ball. Their O-line's pretty damn good. And I mean, Oklahoma is has to be due a slip up at some point. I mean, they've been flirting with it all year. They're like they're like Boomer's sister with you back in the day, just constantly flirting with with it. I mean, at some point, they, it's going to happen. Looking looking for disasters, the proper term. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. Like I, I agree. They have, have. This is the worst eight no Oklahoma team we've seen over the last six years. No. Yeah. No. I completely agree. I, they're coming off a of buy. I don't know. I, I, that is. Baylor, off a tough loss, it's going to be a bounce-back spot for them. I love it. Oklahoma's closing schedule is strong. They got Baylor, then Iowa State, and then Bedlam against Oklahoma State. So I'm on I'm on the, the Bears with you here on Baylor. Also like the over of 63. This has a Big 12 noon kickoff back and forth, scoring a million points on that fast turf and Baylor game written all over it. Boomer, what do you got to read on here? Um, yeah, no, I think uh, Oklahoma's looked pretty solid since they benched Rattler, like, what is that, probably like five weeks ago. Yeah, I still don't trust Caleb Williams. Except, yeah. Hey, except against Kansas. They, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was the one game where, you know, kind of questioned them there. However, they're coming off this bye. I do think Oklahoma will eventually slip up, but I'm kind of thinking that's going to be in the Oklahoma State game uh, to close out the season. So I'm going to take Oklahoma minus the five and a half. And then I'm kind of with you there, Bagman. I like the over of 63. Oh, yeah. Um, Bird, who, who do you like? I'm, I'm with you on this, Bagman, in the fact that Oklahoma's got to slip up somewhere. They may not lose to Baylor, but if there's a game that they're going to lose the rest of this way, it is to Baylor. So give me those five and a half points. Yeah, we don't even have to win outright. I mean, we got, yeah. we're getting five and a half, Dude, six points here. With the home team – and they're going to be rocking in that stadium. And I think it's going to be a close one. Give me the points here. Let's go right into our hey, next ne- one. Yeah, go ahead. Never never bet against Baptists getting rowdy at 11 a.m. Very that's true. that's literally the only time they can get rowdy. And there's a reason this uh, playoff committee has undefeated. This very uncorrupt, unbiased playoff committee Not has 8-0 Baylor, or 9-0 Baylor at number 8. And also, with that being eight said. 8-0 no, no Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, sorry, Oklahoma. 
And then saw some rumblings of Lincoln Riley potentially interviewing for LSU this week. Oh, yeah. Is there so some his, flight tracker going yeah. on where, the, where some plane from Baton Rouge was headed up to, to Lincoln? They may not be as good Norman, as, Norman. as Arkansas flight wait, trackers. Wait, but hey, I think that might have been my parole officer heading from uh, Lincoln <laughs> to uh, or Norman to Baton Rouge, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure well, he had to take care of some stuff for you in Baton Rouge with all the outstanding warrants you have there. <laughs> All right, we'll get right into our next one, though. We got a 11 o'clock SEC matchup here. Mississippi State coming off a tough, tough loss Sucks in up. Fayetteville, traveling to the Plains at Auburn, giving up five and a half at home to the Dogs, over under a 50. Bert, you were live and in person last week to see this state team perform, the choke on the last second. What's your read on them? Are they dead? I don't think they're dead. Um, I will say that was the worst kick. I've ever non-blocked kick I've ever seen in college football. The moment it left his foot, the crowd started cheering within .1 seconds. It was so obvious. It was one of those where like, like just the sound off the foot, you knew that it was a shake right. all day. And I realized Leach is a goon, and you did go 0-3, and, and you missed you miss some very makeable kicks. But it's very douchey just to continuously, throughout the week, call out your kickers. I mean, just to throw you under oh, the bus. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah. like, where is the confidence... For this Mississippi State team thinking, like, well, if I fuck up, is he going to call me out in the press conference? Yeah, what did he say? He was like, we'll take anyone that has any eligibility, no matter what their status is, like a student or not. We'll let anyone I mean, come what, and Did they kick out. him off the team? They didn't kick so. him off the team. The dude, <laughs> There's no way you're going to make another dude, kick the rest the, of the year. The, uh, yeah, hey, last hey, one was a true no, freshman. Here, here's he the one that thing environment. I'll see about that. So but, far this season, I've seen coaches who have called out their players for not being good enough are 2-0 and the next week. Okay. Their team just always rally, and along with that too. Mike who, who, who are those teams? Illinois did it, and um, True. God, I'd, I'd have to look up to it. Yeah, Bert, Bert, Bert did do it. But do you rally behind a kicker? Game, only scoring touchdowns and not letting having a walk-on kicker after the kicker missed. Had a walk-on come on and did not miss the rest of the year. So this might be some Mike Leach voodoo we have going on right now. He did that at Texas Tech. Yes. <laughs> that would be an incredible storyline if somehow State's dogged kicker that he's been dragging through the mud all week comes back and doesn't miss a kick the rest of the year. Like, So, Bert, you're, you're on the Tigers here? Uh, this is a this is a hard read game because, you know, five, it's kind of like this Baylor-Oklahoma game. That five and a half is, is a funny number. I think it's moved to six it's now. It's moved up to six? Yeah. Okay. I think Will Rogers is legit. Yeah. Um, so give me those five and a half points. I, once again, I don't think uh, they're necessarily going to win this football game, but I will take the five and a half. I guess if it's at six now, even better. I, I, I've i gone pretty 180 on Will Rogers. I thought he was kind of a high school quarterback, noodle arm, just dink and dump. But that, he's bought into that system, and, and he's run that offense exactly how Mike Leach wants it. So that, that he looks pretty damn good right now. Uh, 11 o'clock kickoff here at Auburn. I feel like that makes a pretty big difference. I've seen I've, the only time, or maybe the last time, Ole Miss has won in Auburn. I was there at the 11 o'clock game when Swag Kelly busted in there and won. It's a big difference between a night game there. I, I think this won't be as big of a crowd factor as maybe some other SEC contests. And uh, another thing, I, I just kind of thought about this because Brian Harson, big time anti vaxxer. I assume Mike Leach is a pretty big anti vaxxer. This has to be like the biggest theological anti-vaxxing head coaching matchup of the season. The last two times I, I did see, you know, this Brian Harson at Boise State, Mike Leach at uh, Washington State, 
They faced twice in their coaching tenure there. They were both three-point games. The last one, Washington State won by three in triple overtime. It was a high-scoring game. So, I don't know. I'm on the dogs catching six now. I think it's a low-scoring game, a close game. Give me the points on the road. Boomer, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and so Auburn last last week, that game was like so weird. The fir- what, first half, it was 3-3, three to three, and then... Yeah, it was most of the game, it was tied. Yeah, three. like a very weird game, and I but I think most of their issue was caused by A&M's defensive line. Yep. However, I don't think State has the same type mm-hmm. of dudes that uh, A&M does on their line, so I think this is going to be a bounce, bounce back spot for Auburn here. I'm going to... Lay the six points and uh, take Auburn. Bo Nix back at home. He's much more comfortable there. I, I don't know. This is a tight game. Uh, Pullman, what you got on it? Yeah, um, I've been wrong about the dogs pretty much every week. And it's not even like I'm way wrong. It's like I'm a point and a half wrong kind of thing. Um, so I figure if I'm going to be wrong, I might as well be wrong on the team I hate. So give me the dogs. And I like the under here as well. I think there's a chance just it's a shit game again. No one really wants to watch it. Both teams end up scoring less than 17 points. I do. I know. I agree with what Boomer was saying. State's D line is not AM's at all. But they're still really good. And I think this Auburn O line is susceptible. And I, I think State can kind of put some pressure on Bo Nix and especially what you're saying about the 11 o'clock kick. Um, so I like the Bulldogs here catching five and the under. Also, I want to say this I am still sick about last week's line being four and the game ending on three. I just I think there should be a refund for that. I don't know why. You but. should have like insurance there of some sort. Like that that's just I mean that's a sharp number right there. You gotta play it in your in your handicapping, but no, I agree. That was disgusting. I was low-key pulling for the field goal for State to go in and force overtime so that we still had the chance to cover it Auburn and OT or uh, Auburn's all in OT. There's nothing like betting on a team and then rooting against them at the very end, so it goes like to OT. Yeah, I've always, I have always thought though, whether it's whether it's an over under or a, a total. If you're having a pull for OT, it usually ends, you're done. You're, you're done. If, if it ever crosses your mind, like all we need now, like my only hope is OT. You've already lost. That, that, go ahead and write the check because that thing ain't clearing. Oh Lord! Hey, uh, before I head, I wanted to give off two money line picks. I know I've been ice cold, but I'm feeling it this week. You're due. You are due. All right, first one, plus 400 and plus 14 against the money line, Pac-12 after dark. I'm flipping what I've done in previous years. Wazoo is beating Oregon at home. They're figuring out a way to get it done. They're getting revenge for the 19 game where they lost an OT. Mm. Um, I, I just – Oregon's not impressive. It's They're just a fraud one-loss team where we're just waiting for them to lose. Kind of like Washington yeah. State does Kind of like games. Oklahoma where we're just like they're just – there's playing, yeah. There's playing with their food all year. Eventually, it's going to come up on them. Exactly, exactly. And I have one more, and it's because it's uh, similar to what I said earlier. Better D line. The other team's got a better team, but give me the good D line here. Give me Georgia State plus three ten and plus ten uh, on the road at Coastal. Ooh. I just don't think that Coastal O line is worth the salt at all. Okay, I, I, I don't know anything about those teams, but it was Georgia State the one that held with Auburn. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it's happened before. They were right there on the precipice. I don't think Coastal is a very good team. So yeah, I can see both of those happening pretty easily. You've caught me into them. I'll add them to my card as well. So is that it from you, Pullman? Yeah, I believe so. Um, just uh, hopefully release soon, but if not, um, you know, just keep sending me postcards. Yep, we'll, we'll keep them coming, keep the snacks coming. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can muster up some more toilet wine if the Rebs win on Saturday. 
Oh, I mean, that's that's nonstop flowing. We, we don't even have the toilet anymore. It's in a bathtub. <laughs> I love it. All right, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. All right, we'll get into our next game. We got Michigan heading to State Penn. State Penn is a one and a half point favorite, or no, excuse me, one and a half point dog. Totals at forty eight and a half. Bagman, what are you thinking here? So this is classic Jim Harbaugh in a big spot on the road in a big game. I can't take him in that situation. You saw it earlier this year against Michigan State. Gave up a massive lead. They were up by like sixteen in the third quarter. Blew that one. I know that. Penn State's offense has sucked. Sean Clifford, the quarterback, he got hurt against Iowa a couple weeks back and then got hurt again in that 18-overtime game against Illinois. He's been shit, but they had a bye week, and then last week he threw for like 350 yards and three touchdowns. I know it's Maryland, but still looked pretty good against Maryland. I'm going State Penn here. John, Jim, John Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh? Jim. Harbaugh stinks. I get that uh, James Franklin's already looking at villas off the coast in in L.A. and Laguna Beach, but no, I'm taking State Penn. Can't trust Harbaugh in this spot. Crowd's going to be rocking in Happy Valley. Bert, what you got? I, I got State Penn as well. One fraud left to be exposed Yes, right here. Uh, well, there, there's a few more frauds than that, but we, we talked about how Michigan and Michigan State were frauds. It's time for their exposure here. We're going we're gonna to see it clear as day. Penn State, yeah, this is just... That perfect recipe for a late-season upset, ruin Michigan's hopes. I'll take Penn State money line. This isn't quite the system of a ranked team against a non-ranked team because it's a one-point game. It was a pick em earlier, so it almost meets the criteria. Both on State Penn. Boomer, are you making it three for three? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, they, they, they've won one, one time out of the last 15 in Happy Valley. Also, I agree with you about Harbaugh not being able, being able to win the big game. I'm going to take uh, Penn State plus the point and a half, and then I'm also going to go with the under here. Okay, I like the yeah, sleepy Big Ten yeah. early game, 11 o'clock. I like that a lot. I was a little worried there. I had to go look up the public money coming in early. If there, were, if we're just a bunch of who's it on? It's 75% of bets and 94% of money on Michigan State. Uh, I figured so. The Michigan, Michigan. The Michigan yeah. men all across the country have already put in their bet slips to Michigan. However, we see that we see them from well, the and I, I think Penn State actually opened up as a favorite in this game. You are correct. I think it was like a pick on basically minus yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it was like minus a half a point. It was, yeah, yeah, but it, it hadn't moved much, but it definitely has moved in favor of Michigan. Yeah, which I I like that a lot because if Penn State was a favorite, favorite, I would hate that. that that'd be auto play. It fit the system. Yeah, yeah, it would fit all, the system. It'd be perfect. Maybe we'll get there back there by uh, by game time. We'll get right into our next one. Back to the SEC. SEC 2.30 game of the week. Georgia traveling to Knoxville to take on the Volunteers. Georgia a road 20.5 point favorite over under a 56. Boomer, I want you to lead us off here. Uh, well, so a couple things on this game. I think this is probably the best offense that UGA has played against. Writ- on my notes, I have written down, biggest test for UGA defense so far, question mark? And, and, and I think what... It just really kind of depends how the game plays off, plays out. But like, if Tennessee gets out to an early like fourteen nothing lead or like something, no something, chance. Maybe something crazy happens. They start out with the earth. Hey, just say ten nothing. Well, ten ten. They, they go they go Orgeron and just pull out all the trick plays for this one. Yeah, like, like, yeah. and and then it, it will be interesting. I'll say this: it'll be interesting to see how UGA responds. Um, I mean, you said fourteen nothing. 
Georgia hadn't allowed 14 points all year. That's that'd be the most points they've allowed all year. So I know. A I know. Point lead. I well, I'm just I'm just talking about the game in general. I no, I'm, not, I'm not saying you know, which way I'm going at the moment. Here. I like it. But but I also just don't think that Tennessee's de- I think de- Tennessee's Tennessee's defense is really suspect. They stink. And I I don't think EJ's offense is going to have to be play particularly good to just run it all over them. So I'm going to go. I'm not going to take um, anything on the spread, but I am going to take the over 56. Yep. I think that's a safe play because I think UGA is going to be able to run it all over them, and I think Tennessee is going to be able to actually put up. I bet you it's probably the most points that are going to be scored on Georgia so far this year. Yeah, I, I am on the over as well. My thought process, I'm also on Georgia minus 20.5. I don't think there's a way that this game can go under and Tennessee cover. I think if, if Georgia just strangles them to death, and yeah. and Tennessee doesn't score, then the game goes under. But if the game goes over, Georgia covers for sure. So I'm on Georgia. I'm on the over here. If you look at Tennessee's last three games, they've allowed 42 points to Kentucky, 52 points to Bama, 31 points to the Rebs, and an injured Ole Miss team that just still somehow scored 31 on them. So I think Georgia doesn't even have to try. They're, they can run it down their throats. Stetson Bennett's fine. He's the perfect Kirby Smart quarterback. He's going to be able to – I think they put up at least 35. It's just whether Tennessee can get to that 14, you know, 17-point level to get it there. I don't think they cover, but I do like the over. And Georgia, Burr, what's your thought here? I'm, I'm on the dogs. And one thing about this time of the year that I think really sticks out, with three games to go, these teams that are just loaded with four and five stars. Depth. They're They're healthy. They're fresh. The depth, like these players aren't getting injured. I mean, they just get these teams get stronger as the year goes on. Where you got a team like Arkansas, you get weaker. You got Tennessee, they get weaker. I'm on the under here because I'm all about the dogs. You okay? just think they're going to strangle them? To death. I think they're going to strangle them to death. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Well, it's very. It's, I think it's very, very possible. Not so much to strangle them to death as much as Tennessee. Just they can't stop anybody. Yeah. And Georgia's just going to run it down their throat for four straight quarters. They're going to get a couple three and outs here early on and just continue to run the ball, kind of like what they did to the Hawks. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be a very similar game. I think Tennessee scores more than the Hawks do, um, solely because this game is the 230 CBS game at home for Tennessee. But I'm on the under. I'm on the dogs. This is their year. I want to add one thing in there. I think I'm going to take Tennessee first half. I don't know what that number is going to be. Uh, I would probably guess like probably like 10 11. or 11. Yeah. Because I, don't know, I was just thinking, UGA, like kind of first half has been has been kind of somewhat, somewhat close games. But then, but then it's just over time that that defense just beats you down to where you can't do anything in the second half. So I think I think Tennessee's gonna be able to do some things in the first half, and if they pull and, out some trick plays, I assume and it's yeah, be and early. then some adjustments will be made by UGA, and it, it'll be fine. So I'm gonna take Tennessee first half and the over. Okay. I think ten and a half. Is, I see ten and a half. I think that's pretty low for a first half. I love that for Georgia. I'm I'm going Georgia. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I sneaky feel like the public's gonna be on Tennessee here as a home dog too. Yeah. Like I I feel like Tennessee's got a lot of momentum for some reason for being like a high powered offense, even though they haven't scored against a defense worth a damn. Only fifty three percent of the money is on Georgia. That's yeah. low. That's low. That's low for being as good of a team as they are. This is last week was a thirty eight point ridiculous tote like spread. I couldn't lay that many. This is back to right where in the sweet spot where you don't even blink, take Georgia, lay the points, and go collect when the game's over. So 
we're all on the same side. Different totals and first half lines going around. But, uh, Boomer, take us into our next game. All right, so next game we got. We got Notre Dame at Virginia. Virginia's catching five and a half. Totals at 64 and a half. Bert, how about you lead us off here? Uh, well, I haven't been to Mass in months, and nor have I been to Confession in years. So, uh, with that being said, I have to take Virginia. I'm, I'm not allowed to bet on the Catholics. I think the Lord, I mean, that's, that's the rules. Yeah. So, that's all I've got right there. That's the only reason I'm betting on Virginia. Yeah, Armstrong, the quarterback for Virginia, he's been slinging it all over the field. He's a lefty. If you go rewatch me and uh, Bert late night live bet the Virginia BYU game that was on at like midnight two yeah. weeks ago, that was a shootout. We took a live under of 119, and it still lost. That game went to the, a billion points. Armstrong for Virginia, he's throwing it all over the field. He's a little banged up after that game against uh, BYU, but they had a bye week last week. Still, better team, Notre Dame here. Give me them on the road. I think that's far too few points. Give me the Catholics. They're sneaky, sneaky only one loss. Could somehow backdoor their way in to the playoffs if they have some convincing wins like this on the road against a pretty good Virginia team. So I'm taking Brian Kelly. Give me that defense, and they will roll here in Virginia. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna go with you here, uh, Bagman. Did I just convince you, or no, no. I, I've got Armstrong. He broke a rib yeah. in that game. Like he's not. I mean, a broken rib is not just like he's kind of roughed up. Like, like even that, if you play, that hurts. That hurts. Like he's gonna be jacked up on some cortisone, all that shit. But that'll also, wear off by like yeah. The and, and, and one thing that kind of scares you about this game is Virginia, I believe, does have like the number one offense scoring offense. Sure, their defense sucks though. Yeah, but their defense sucks. Notre Dame's been cruising since that. Uh, Cincinnati loss. I think they'll roll past them here. I'm going to lay the five and a half and take Notre Dame. All right. We will get right into our next one. We got Arkansas traveling to Tiger Stadium. A 6.30 game in Death Valley. 6.30 game in Death Valley in which LSU is a two and a half point underdog. You rarely see that over under a 59. I'll toss it to you, Bert. Your hogs coming off a big win. What you got for us? First off, uh, I just want to compliment my guy Sam Pittman for changing a line that two years ago was an SEC record, I believe, of 43.5 dogs to Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers. Woo! And now, two years later, we are favored at a night game in Death Valley. I think that's more of a comment no, on LSU. It, it, oh, you know, I was about to say, it's a combination of both, but I would have never seen that coming. Two years ago, if you told me that was going to happen... I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Okay. No, so like, I, and that has a lot to do with St. Pittman. It obviously, has a lot to do with LSU as well. But it has just as Probably much to more do more to do with LSU. But I get where you're coming from here. With, with 50, baby Cam 50, Newton 50, 50. and Sam Pittman. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this game scares the shit out of me. I'm not really expecting to win. Do I think we should win? Yes. Do I think right now we're the better football team? Yes. I was pretty pumped that. Uh, Coach O got bullied into playing two quarterbacks on Saturday. Ooh. Yeah, so Nussmeyer's dad oh, yeah, apparently yeah. called O and was like, "Why are you playing my kid?" He came. Why in would he even give a shit? He came in late against the Rebs. So why he, would O even give a shit? And he looked yeah. decent he's against out. the Rebs. Yeah. O's out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's him not giving a shit. He's like, sure, sure, fucking fine. Like, you, yeah. you can get in the game. And he was the OC when they won a Natty, so you got a little bit of like built up credit for that guy. Yeah, very true. Um. I I really I, I'm not gonna Brett or Brett, Bert. fucking Brett, the guy's always on my mind. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not gonna bet the spread here because it just it, like I said, it scares me. 
I am going to go with the under of 59. I think that it's going to be a weird game in the sense of just not too many points. I think we were under 59 last week. I think we were going to have something similar. I guess we were right at 59 last week, but I think we're going to have something similar to last week where it's just a weird game. Hopefully, we're the ones that pull it out. We do have a special guest, my good friend from Fat Jack's Barbecue. Fat Jack, what do you got for me? I uh, I think the Hawks take care of business, you know. I love uh, it. LSU showed a big game last week versus Bama, and they used all the mojo up. They, they had fun there. And all no the magic trick plays. Left. End of the year, coach is gone, team gives up, Hogs by 10. I love all it, right, Jack. Thank right. you. So I said earlier that the 11 o'clock game matters for Auburn because it's not going to be a super crazy environment as much as like the 6 o'clock game we saw against the Rebs where it played a big factor. 6.30 game in Death Valley. I mean, I think if they would have gotten steamrolled by Bama, it would be a a no-show anyways, even with the night game. But I think showing some heart in Tuscaloosa is going to get the fans rowdy and in that stadium. They're going to be drunk no matter where they are. So if they're going to be in the stadium – it's just going to be a raucous environment. LSU is so damn schizophrenic that they're almost impossible to bet on because you have no idea whether the team in Tuscaloosa or the team in Oxford is going to show up. But I'm taking the Tigers, catching the two and a half at home. I mean, you don't get to, you don't very often get an LSU team as an underdog at night in Death Valley. So I'm going to ride with them catching two and a half. Boomer, what do you think? Yeah, no, it, it kind of seemed like last week was LSU's last gasp uh, yeah. under the Orgeron regime, the, whatever. That was the like, last 300 men standing up. Yeah, and, and that, that they put up a hell of an effort. I, I just don't see that effort, level of effort being put out two times in a row. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, cause I think LSU players Wait, have enough pride are to— you saying, Are you saying that LSU players care more about the Bama game than they do about the Battle of the Boot? I think they might, believe it or not. But uh, I— and, and I just don't see the LSU players being able to really rally and just get fired up for this game. So I'm going to take Arkansas minus a two and a half. I'm also going to go with the under. I think this is going to be kind of a gross game. I think it's going to be a gross game. Uh, but but I, I kind of like Arkansas, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in this team. Believer. Believer in Pittman, believer in the Hogs. I don't know. I just Bo- <laughs> Boomer on the Hogs, two straight weeks. He, he knows he needs to change something. Yeah. Something's got to change. I know he, he lost the Hogs last week. I'm sorry. But Traylon Burks did catch it, so you deserve the money. Well, yeah, the, 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 the worst is like, I feel like I kind of take the hog sometimes to kind of jinx them, but then they still win. Du- double whammy there. You don't, you don't have that feeling this week. No, no. I, yeah, I, I, th- I think y'all are just going to straight up win this game. We will get right into our last one, the college game day game of the week. Texas A&M Aggies rolling into Oxford, Mississippi. The Rebs are a two-and-a-half-point home dog. Just like LSU, a two and a half point home dog. Hmm, hmm. Over under a 55 and a half. Boomer. Tell me about your Rebs. Okay, I'm actually going to switch this last bet. I'm going to take LSU plus two and a half because there's a little bit of logic here. You you take the two and a half, lay the three and a half points. It's Vegas trying to beg you to take the other team there. Oh, you think like the favorite giving up like two and a half? Like, well, if they just win by a field goal. Yeah, that you think you're getting value in that, but it's actually they're trying to beg and you then to do the it. The opposite in three and a half, where Vegas is begging you yeah. to be like, well, if they just only lose by a field goal, then I'm good. Exactly. But that's only a half point. Exactly. When does that actually ever happen? I, and that's strictly what I'm basing me taking. Arkansas no, or excuse, LSU? Excuse me. No, I'm I'm taking uh, A and M in but, this game. Oh. 
But they're they're minus two and a half. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm taking Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss. <laughs> cut this out. Cut this out. I'm taking Ole Miss plus the two and a half. So everything you just said about LSU and Arkansas. No, and still, how, still you, applies. I just believe, got mixed up. I got mixed up. No, no. I'm saying everything you just said when we were talking about the Arkansas pick about Arkansas and Pittman and trusting them and liking what you're seeing. That's all out the window. You're only going off this, off this one yes, system of, of yes. taking the two and a half. Yes, I'm system play. So everything you just said was complete bullshit. Yep. This is the people that we're dealing yep. with here, folks. This is this is the guy that's. This going is why to, we fade him. This is why we fade him. This is why he's down 19 units on the year. He just spews out a bunch of nonsense and then remembers some bullshit like system of fading, of taking a two and a half, like laying a three and a half. He makes up things as he goes. Makes up, spews out bullshit on this podcast. I'm tired of it. Bert, I want to hear what you got to say about this. Listen, boys, I hate the Gaggies as much as both of y'all combined. Y'all beat them this year. We beat them. We got that streak over with, and it felt really, really good. We dominated them. Dom. We dominated them. Now, I will give this. Calzone was still baking in the oven. He wasn't, he wasn't quite ready that, yet. That Calzone was, was, had just had some hands in that, in that pie. They were yeah. shoving pepperonis in. Like but last week, someone took a bite out of that Calzone with that, with that hurt shoulder. That's true. And uh, they spit it out because it tasted like shit. But I, I'm sorry, but I'm on the Aggies here, minus two and a half. And it goes back to my, my Georgia thing where a team that's loaded with four- and five-star talent, depth around this time of the year really, really matters. Teams are a lot more fresh. Ole Miss, about as banged up as it gets, especially from the wide receiver perspective. We've talked about this a lot. I don't need to go into it. So I think A&M's defense shows up. I feel like Ole Miss's offense hasn't been clicking uh, to their standards lately. So I, give me give me A&M minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I look, I have a lot invested in this game, obviously, clearly. My first note here, this is A&M's truly their first road game. Second. Yes, but if you think Missouri is a road no, game, yeah, yeah. that's butt cheeks. That was a high school stadium, this is their a high school fu- crowd. First really tough. This is going to be fucking game day in Oxford, a night kickoff, like this, as loud as our stadium physically can be, which is not upper echelon by any means, but it will be as loud as A&M's played in all year, especially Calzone. He's been all their games have been at home in Kyle Field with all the twelfth man, all the weirdo dudes in their stadium. Not today, not on Saturday. Even the Arkansas game was a 50-50 split down in Jerry World. So this is their first true road game. It's going to be raucous in Oxford. I don't know about the Ole Miss offense. Will the wide receivers play? Is the O-line healthy? Is Corral's ankles taped up to hell and back? Can he move? I don't know. I'm still taking the over, 55.5. A&M will be able to run the ball down Ole Miss's throat. They'll probably bust off a couple long runs. But I think Matt Corral in this circumstance, Lane Kiffin in this circumstance, knows all eyes are in Oxford with game day and everything. We're going to be airing out. I do think that if not all the wide receivers, I think at least Drummond and Sanders will give it a full go. I think they're about as healthy as they can be. Mingo's a 50-50. I think Drummond and Sanders is enough to give us enough points to make this a close game late. But the over of 55 is far too low. I get that Ole Miss over-unders used to be in the 70s. Is that the lowest Ole Miss total of the year? It has it, to be. By far. Yeah. I, think it's the, any, I think it's the only one that's been under 60. Yeah. I don't think it's even been close. So give me that over. I think there's going to be points galore. Don't trust Ole Miss defense, and Crowell's going to light it up. That's all I got. I mean, I, I, I want to take the Rebs. I, I want to, but I just physically can't advise 
my listeners to do so because I care so much. But the over 55 will hit Boomer. Anything else from you? I'm sorry I cut you off earlier there. Oh, no, you're good. Well, I, I was, I was well, any, any insight or ideas about who might be the uh, Yeah, so I've heard that Morgan Freeman is unavailable. I think he's out of the country. I think he's doing some sort of like movie thing out of the country. Will, will you be making a guest appearance? Now, you do have an engagement party. I do have an engagement party. I, I Herb Street was texting me on Saturday when they announced that they were coming to game day to make sure that that I knew that they weren't coming just for the game, that they were coming for my engagement party too because it's a massive deal, almost equally as big as the game. I have been in touch with some of the producers of Game Day to see if maybe I could come on and be Game Day picker and all that. No, no, no. I give my picks to the people at 10.30 on the Pick Your Poison Twitter account. That's where my picks come from, not on College Game Day. I'm a tried-and-true PYP prophet, so I'll stick there, Boomer, Let's get in. That's it for the reps. That's it for the card. But do you have any extra sprinkle locks you got for us? Um, okay. Yeah. So this uh, this last game here, NC State at Wake. Wake minus two. Total at sixty six and a half. This is a uh, should be an interesting game. Wake's coming off of their first loss of the season. However, I think they're going to kind of bounce back here, and I'm going to take Wake minus the two points for my. Add-in game. Okay, Wake still sneaky 5-0 and in the ACC Coastal because they... That, even, that did not count as a conference game. Yeah, they, some even, weird though they lost to the, even though they lost to an ACC opponent last week in North Carolina, they're still somehow 5-0 and in the ACC because... No one wants to play them, I guess. No, I think that game... I think Wake or someone was out of the ACC when that game was booked. They booked these games like 15 years in advance. Oh, okay. So Wake wasn't in... Or something happened where it wasn't scheduled originally as an ACC conference game and that's why it's okay I, I, another thing i looked that up because i saw that and i went because i know bama is playing texas next year and so that might be the same it situation. might be the same thing i don't think texas is going to be in the sec by then but like if it so happened like yeah that makes me think that i don't know that it's that it could happen in the same way outside the sec but no i like that pick i like that pick i'll go ahead and rattle off a couple of, i've got a shout out uh, shout out Raging Cajun. He gave me this idea. We talk about sharps and squares a lot. So I don't know if I'm going to take this because it's fucking Vandy. But the sharp play of the week is Vandy. The Vandy Commodores against Kentucky. 65% of bets of just tickets placed have been on Kentucky. But 80% of the money. So that means somewhere, somehow, some big money is coming in on Vandy. I don't know how the hell who's doing that. Or is that that might be like two bets at this point. That's in true. Time. I mean, it's early in the week. It's early in the week. I get that, but still, as of now, that's the sharp play of the week. The square play of the week. I'm fading the square play of the week. Florida State catching two and a half at home against Miami. Ninety-four percent of the money and ninety percent of bets are on Miami. Again, early in the week here, but that is a shit ton of public on one side. Super square play. Let me fade that. I will take the Seminoles at home. I don't know. I'm just fading I'll hop in the with public. That. I'll hop in. Yeah, that, that, I, like, I like that. That's a nice thinking. one. The Vandy one, I'm going to keep my finger to the pulse. I'll tweet it out come game day. But that is it for this week, boys and girls. Again, just like last week, we're going to go see John Morant dunk on some hoes. This week, it's LaMelo Ball and those coward-ass Charlotte Hornets. Four and a half point spread. Easy money. Lock it in with the Grizz. We will talk to you, boys and girls, next week. fun school you'll ever go to and when you go to a college 
we're going to make the grades, blah, blah, blah. As long as you get a 2-0, it's more about the experience, and we only live once. you got to just, like, do your thing, have your personality. And Ole Miss, we may all be, have lower IQs. I have a higher IQ than most people, but, well, no, it's a lie, but we have fun, and we don't ever miss the party. And hotty toddy, gosh almighty, who the hell are we, hey? Flim flam, bam bam, Ole Miss, bye, damn.